Amen. Good morning, Faith family. How many of y'all are excited to worship our King Jesus this morning? Yeah. It's my privilege to get to open up his word with you. Hey, my name's Ethan. I'm the college director here at Cross Point. I have the honor of every Thursday night uh, getting to open God's word with this group of students over here. Yeah, we love it. We have a great time together. Uh, but Pastor David asked me to uh, fill in for him this morning and let you know that he will be back next week. He's off with his family, uh, and he and Linnell are spending some time together. And so uh, you, get, you get me this morning, and I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Uh, so here's what I know if we were honest. We would all agree with this. We came into this room this morning carrying something in our mind. We came into this room uh, with some decision that we're trying to make, or maybe you had a long work week and it's just lingering into Sunday, or maybe your family, when you walked in here, was in absolute disarray and you have no clue how this is going to turn out. Or maybe you walked in here and everything was good, but you're like, man, I know I got some big decisions coming up. And so you're trying to figure those things out. And what we are longing for in all of those situations is peace, is rest. But if we were honest, what most of us brought in here was fear and anxiety. What most of us brought in here was a high level of stress and worry about whatever that situation is. And so this morning, we're gonna talk about peace in the midst of that fear and anxiety. St. Augustine once said this, he said, my heart will not find rest until it finds its rest in thee. I wanna declare to you right now from this stage that the peace that you desire this morning is found in King Jesus alone. There is not another thing that this world has to offer you. There is not another person in your life, maybe a relationship where you are leaning on someone trying to make it through this life. Like they will never fulfill what Jesus can be for you today. And so this morning, if you got your Bibles, I want you to open up with me to Matthew chapter six. We've been in this series called Upside Down. What we've been doing is looking at how Jesus took worldly standards, flipped them upside down and gave us as his church a new way to live. There is no doubt in my mind that a major portion of us in this room daily wrestle with fear and anxiety. It is the number, I hesitate to say number one, but it is one of the strongest Weapons that the enemy uses against the church today, against you as a believer, is to, to find you in a place where you are drowning in fear and worry. And so this morning, Jesus is going to tackle those things head on. He's not gonna tiptoe around it. He's just gonna lead us right to the heart of the issue. And my prayer my prayer in preparation for this morning and even just as we were singing is that today would be a day of freedom. That today would be a day that, that our Father would destroy 
chains that are binding so many of us. So look with me at Matthew chapter six, beginning in verse 25. We're just gonna walk through this verse by verse and break it down. Jesus says this, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? So right out of the gate, first verse, Jesus hits us with two truths. The first one is that fear and anxiety are a real thing. Jesus says, do not be anxious. He doesn't say deny anxiety. Jesus knows that this is something that at the core of who we are as humans is something we're gonna struggle with. It's gonna be there in our lives. And so we've got to begin to be honest with ourselves. That's what I wanna challenge you with right from the beginning is that you would be honest about the fear and anxieties that you're facing in life because that's where we're gonna see change come as we progress through this scripture. The second thing that Jesus points out in this verse is he begins to point out things that we actually worry about or get anxious about. He says, therefore I tell you, don't be anxious about your life, what you will eat or drink, nor about your body and what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are, they not of more, are you of not of more value than they? Now in this room this morning, I realize that Jesus points out two things, food and clothing. Now most of us in this room are probably not worried or anxious about food today. That may be a reality in some people's life, but for most of us in this room, we are not worried about the food that we are gonna have on our table. And you may or may not care about your clothing at all. You may have thought long and hard about what you wore this morning, you may not, you just threw it on and like, they gonna love me as I am when I walk up in this place. Yeah, so I said, amen. So, what I want us to see is this. Jesus is not wanting us to fixate on only food and clothing. What he is saying is these are things that we put value on in our life. And things that have value in our life are the things that we worry about. The things that anxiety starts popping up around. And so I made a list of things that are, are just some common things I feel like we as people get anxious about, and I just wanna share a few of them with you. The first one is our job or our career. I find that a lot of people get very anxious about the job that they have, and it usually uh, revolves around, just like she was sharing in the video, a fear that maybe your company is gonna downsize and they're gonna have to get rid of you, or maybe you're in a performance-based position where you're having to achieve goals and you think to yourself, am I performing enough for them to keep me? And we get so wrapped up and we get so anxious about our job, but here's what's happening. We are holding so tightly to a career that we have begun to find our identity in that instead of Jesus. You see, worry and anxiety come up in our life when we are clinging to something else more tightly than we're clinging to Jesus. That's when it starts. That's when you find yourself 
worried about something. What about our money? This is a huge one. Reality, probably most of us in this room have worried about money in the last 24 hours in some way. Money's a big deal. It helps us make it through our lives, but when it comes down to it, is money as good a God as Jesus? No. You worry and I worry about our finances when we begin to grip them more tightly than we're holding on to Jesus. A lot of people worry about their future. What's my life gonna be? Work with college students. What, what am I gonna do when I graduate because I got this piece of paper that's supposed to be magical and somehow I can't find a job. We wonder, what does the future hold? And we get so anxious about, is it going to play out the way I want it to? And we start to plan thing after thing after thing after thing. And this is what the Bible says. We make our plans, but the Lord orders our steps. You see, we try so hard to manufacture what our life is gonna look like when all we have to do is lean on the God who's ordering our steps. This is a huge one right here. This one hits me at the core. What about our children? I'm the, the father of a 19-month-old little girl. My parents used to say to me all the time, you'll understand when you have your own child. I now understand. There are fears and anxieties, like the fear that some little boy is gonna get slick and try to slide in and steal my little girl, and I fear for his life. It wasn't long ago, I was back here in DPK. Gabe's sitting right down here on the front row. If y'all don't know, he has Lay and Jordan. Lay is his daughter. I saw a little boy hug Lay, and I thought to myself, if that kid goes and tries to do that to my daughter, he's done. Like, she's 19 months old. I'm already like, uh-uh, nope, not happening. I legit, I, that, that's a funny worry, but I sometimes find myself anxious about what will my daughter be as she grows up. Will she follow Jesus the way that I pray for her to follow Jesus every day? Or will she take a path that's so far from what I desire for her? And I get worried about it. God, what's she gonna do? Yesterday, she was, here's what happens when we fear our children. This is a perfect example. Yesterday, she had this tube of lip gloss and she was trying to get the top off of it. And she was struggling, and I walked over, and of course, what I do? I take the lip gloss, take the cap off, hand it to her. And as soon as I handed it to her, it was like something clicked in my mind. You see, as parents, we try to hover over our children. We try to manipulate every move that they make because we obviously know what's best for them, and they tend to make decisions that are not best for them. Uh, and so as I took that cap off and handed it to her, I thought to myself, who does it help for me to do everything for her? It helps my desire to control. She's got to struggle. She's got to learn. And I've got to learn to lean on Jesus to trust that he knows what's best for her. You see, God's word tells us that our children are a gift. A gift. And yes, I'm called as a father to protect and provide for my family and point my daughter to Jesus, but there is no way I can honestly think that I can protect her from everything. I am not even a fraction of the protector that Jesus is for her. 
You see, we, we begin to worry about our children instead of trusting the God that even gave them to us. The list could go on and on, but here's the point. What causes fear and anxiety in your life is what is sitting on the throne of your heart. What causes fear and anxiety in your life is what is sitting on the throne that belongs to Jesus Christ in your heart. So what are you fearing right now? What anxiety did you bring in this room? We continue in verse 26, we see these words from Jesus. Your heavenly father feeds them, talking about the birds of the air, are you not of more value than they? This is an important promise and truth for us to, to know today. You are valuable to the Father. You might have come in here thinking very lowly of yourself and wondering, does my life even matter? You are valuable to the Father. Jesus says, are you not even more valuable than every piece of creation that God created? Will he not provide for you? There's no need for anxiety because God has got you in his right hand. That's what Isaiah says, that we are in his mighty right hand. Verse 27 of Matthew chapter six says, and which of you being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? Answer to that question, none of us. Not one of us in this room have ever worried about something and actually changed whatever that was. Like we, we spend all of this time crippled in our mind, concerned about thing after thing after thing instead of trusting in Jesus and we can't change any of it. Jesus makes that clear. So why do we allow fear and anxiety to grip us? The great question, why? Well, Jesus is gonna answer that here in verses 28 through 30. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, Will he not much more clothe you? And don't miss this last phrase, because here's the key. O you of little faith. Here we see another example of God providing for his creation. He will provide for us. Our fear and anxiety is rooted in a lack of faith in him. Your fear and anxiety is... Because we don't, look, this is where we've gotta be honest. Our fears and anxieties are because we look at God and we say, I'm not sure you know what's best for me. We joke sometimes about saying, if they would just let me rule the world, it'd be a better place, but we really feel that way. And a lot of times we look at God and say, if you just let me rule the world, I'm pretty sure I can get this done. But every time we try to take control, Fear and anxiety well up in our hearts and in our minds. My wife and I, we went through a season of fear and anxiety when we were pregnant with our daughter. 
If, you've, if you have kids, you understand this. When you are going through pregnancy, there is literally like three million things that can go wrong and nobody can ever tell you it's not gonna happen. They're like, well, it could happen, but it does not likely to happen. And there's so much fear like, what? My child could be so messed up. Like, what's going on? There's so many things to be anxious about. And everything was going great. We were trucking along. We get to this routine ultrasound and they're going through all the stuff and they're measuring everything out. And then we get to a certain point and it became clear that something was not exactly right. The lady's like, oh yeah, this is great, this is great. And then she gets to my daughter's head when she's measuring the circumference of the head. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, duh. And then we find out as we meet with the doctor that our child's head is measuring in the one percentile. And if you don't know what that means, just so you can understand, that means 99% of other babies that are that development stage have a larger head than my daughter. And so in my mind, I'm seeing a lot of terrible things that could happen. And fear is beginning to set in. Is my daughter going to live? Can she be born this way? Will something be terribly wrong when she's born? And there was a season of a few weeks of, as we met with a specialist, and he was like, I think everything's fine, but we'll see when she's born. And praise God, she was born perfectly normal with a normal-sized head. Who knows what was going on in that ultrasound that day? And everything seemed awesome, and fears were erased And about eight minutes into this joyous moment in my life, the doctor looked up and said, Dad, why don't you pat the baby on the bottom as my wife was holding her? So I reached up, tapped her, and the doctor said, hit her again. And all of a sudden, my child is gray and not breathing, and it breaks loose in this room, and fear busts back onto the scene as they're trying to Help my daughter because her airway has been blocked off and she can't breathe. But praise God again for intervening and putting breath back in my daughter's lungs. And you thought everything was good to go and fear, you're like, it starts to set in and you think, man, could this happen again? Could she just stop breathing? So they sent us home with this really cool monitor that she had to wear all the time to let us know if she was breathing or not. And, and everything is going great. We're, we're loving, you know, parenthood's going awesome. And then we woke up one night to meh, meh, meh. And it's like, what? this can't happen. We run into the room. Praise God, the alarm had slipped off of her body and it thought she wasn't breathing, but it was just a malfunction. My daughter is 19 months old in DPK back here playing with your kids, running around alive and well and doing great. She's perfectly healthy. Uh, Yes, praise the Lord. But here's what my wife and I learned in that moment. And I remember talking to her about this. We learned that we had no control. I had no control over the development of my child's body. I had no control over the fact that she couldn't breathe. But here's what faith is. Faith, the the faith that we lack, faith is acknowledging that we can't control our lives. 
and acknowledging that God can. Acknowledging that Jesus can. And so we continue in verse 33. Jesus is going to explain to us how we can have faith and how we can find peace in those seasons of fear and anxiety. Some of you are dealing with this every single day. How do we find this peace? Verse 33 says, you probably know this verse, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. That's the goal. The goal itself is not peace. Hear me, the goal itself is not peace. The goal is God who is peace. The goal is that we would pursue God who is our peace because Lord knows us control freaks, we would try to find a pattern that we could put together and manipulate that this plus this plus this equals peace. And then we'd be anxious about accomplishing our pattern. When there is a God who is peace, who says, seek me, Isaiah 9, verse 6, this is a verse we went through as a church around Christmas, is a prophecy about Jesus, and it says this, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and don't miss this, Prince of Peace. Jesus is our Prince of Peace. Jesus is our endless Peace. So our goal is not to achieve peace. Our goal is to seek Jesus. And verse 33 makes it clear. When we seek Jesus, all these things that we are anxious about will be added unto you. It sounds pretty to say, yeah, just seek Jesus, but you don't know my anxieties. You don't know my fears, preacher. But I do know Jesus. And I'm gonna read you some verses. They're not gonna be on the screen. And this is why Jesus can be your peace. In 2 Timothy 2.13, Jesus, this is what's written about him. It says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. He will never leave us. Even when we put our grip on everything else and try to find peace in everything else, he is faithful. In Colossians 2, verse 3, it says, in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Jesus has more wisdom than we can fathom, and he knows more about your life than you could ever imagine, and he knows what is best. His word says that he will work for your good. That's my Jesus. In Ephesians 2, 13, it says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. He is gracious to us that when we are living in our sin, separated from God, he would give himself as a sacrifice. That verse says we can be brought near to the creator of the universe because Jesus spilt his blood for you. The Holy Father in you can have a relationship and walk daily because Jesus gave his blood that you might have peace with the Father. In 2 Chronicles 20, verse six, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? You rule all the kingdoms and all the nations, and in your hand is power and might so that none is able to withstand you. 
Jesus is sovereign over all the earth. So whatever you're facing, whatever anxiety you have, no matter how big it was when you came in this room, Jesus can destroy it. Jesus's peace is greater than whatever that anxiety is. We just have to trust in him. This is why Jesus can be your peace. In, first, or in John 14, 27, Jesus said this, this is the promise I want you to rest on today. Listen to what Jesus says. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives to you. Church, the world is giving you worry and anxiety and fear. Jesus says, I don't give you what the world gives you. Let your heart not be troubled and neither let your heart be afraid because of Jesus. This is how I wanna close our time this morning. I wanna read the last verse in this part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and I wanna challenge our hearts. And so I really need you to focus in. Let's be honest with ourselves as we progress through this verse. Verse 34 says this, therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself, sufficient, for the day is its own trouble. Two things, two things I wanna close with. The first is we can be so worried about tomorrow that we miss today. We can be so fearful about tomorrow that we miss what God is doing in our lives today. You're so worried about whatever it is and God is right here with you but you don't even see it. You don't even see it, what God's goodness is for your life today. The second thing is Jesus proclaims that today has its own problems, so deal with them. Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. This day that you're living in has enough. It's what Jesus is calling you to this morning and me to this morning, to deal with with the anxieties and fears of today. What's on your heart today? Jesus longs for that. Jesus longs for you to seek him and lay that down at his feet. You see, today, I, I told you we have to be honest. This is where we've gotta get. We've gotta get to the place where we're honest and we can look at God and say, you know, God, I struggle to trust you to provide for me. God, I, I struggle to believe that you know best for me. I struggle sometimes to believe that you're good when I look at the circumstances in my life. But if you want freedom, hear me, church, if you want freedom, from the fear and anxiety gripping your soul. And Jesus says, seek him today. Lay them at his feet. Bring those fears before him this morning. Whatever they are, every day we are called to bring them to him. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 says this, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. 
His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Here's the truth of God's word. No matter what anxiety you face today, God's mercy is here for it. What anxiety you may face tomorrow, God's mercy will be new for it in the morning. He is here, present in our lives. And he is our peace. Jesus is our peace, and he longs for us to stop trying to control everything and start trusting and having faith in him, believing that he is who he is. So this morning, you may have come into this room, and you have never known nothing of a relationship with my King Jesus. But today, I am pleading that all your efforts to control your life will never work. They will fail you over and over and over, but there is a Jesus who is faithful and who says he stands at the door of your heart and is knocking, longing to restore you to what God created you to be, and that's to have a relationship with him. If that's you, there's gonna be pastors down here this morning, you come and talk to one of us about what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. Believers in this room, it is time that we stop letting fear and anxiety keep us from worshiping and living in the goodness that Jesus provides for us. If you are a, a child of the King in this room this morning and you came in here with fear in your heart and anxieties in your mind, I welcome you to come lay them at this altar before the King of Kings that we call Lord and say, Jesus, I trust you for this situation in my life. I've been trying to, to hold on, but I'm drowning and I need you. Jesus, I surrender. Maybe this morning things are going great for you. And you just need to sing or pray during this moment and say, Jesus, thank you for being my peace and sustaining me in this time and help me to trust you when the hard times come. When, when I have fears and anxieties. Wherever you are in this room this morning, Jesus is calling you to himself this morning. Whatever you need, whatever peace it is you need, Jesus is that endless peace.